and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the most illustrious, hold on, this is not the Bodega Boys, uh, welcome back to the only podcast that if you listen to it, you will get a participation uh, trophy. I am your boy, the Chocolate Puma, and even though I can't say participation this morning, uh, I will say welcome to episode 20. Holy shit, guys, I have stuck with this. For 20 episodes and according to the New York Times most people quit after eight episodes so let's give a little bit of a celebration for your boy hey hey hello hello they know they know hello hello they know Side note, if you do not get hyped when you hear the opening horns hit on Nano, I do not trust you. You are the worst kind of feds, and I will remove you from my life. You know what? The world has been so shitty, I'm going to drop it one more time. Hit it! What a week it has been in the world. We've been on the brink of world war for the past week, so, you know, that's doing wonders for a brother's anxiety. Seriously, if you voted for this Mandarin-hued asshole, who could in his spare time be the mascot for the Syracuse Orangemen, I don't want to hear shit from you. Nothing. Nada. Zilch. Nathan. Now, Obama was not the perfect president. No president is. But the bar you people, and I mean you people in the most disrespectful manner that I can possibly mean it, have lowered the bar so much for Trump, it's goddamn ridiculous. I remember seeing Obama burn in effigy because he said the cop who arrested Skip Gates for breaking into his own house was stupid, even though he was being, spoiler alert, stupid. Shit, do you all remember when Obama wore a tan suit to a news conference? Peter King, a fucking elected official, was furious. He said, and I quote, The suit points to a lack of seriousness on the president's part. There were a ridiculous amount of talking head segments, and GQ said that it was terrible. And Esquire called it a monstrosity. Look, just because y'all not used to a president having even a drop of sauce does not mean that that tan suit was not wild dope. And y'all's man is out here wearing ties with scotch tape on the back. You know what? I'm getting heated. I better move on. Alright, another thing that was on my mind, and this one is sports related, so sorry ain't banky. That's my aunt. And this is something that I have always felt. Uh, Let me back it up. Uh, Richard Sherman, 
a very boastful cornerback who began his career in Seattle and came to prominence for his post-game declaration of this. Let's send you down to the field and Aaron Andrews. Joe, thank you so much. Richard, let me ask you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Who was talking about you? Crabtree, don't you open your mouth about the best. Or I'm going to shut it for you real quick. L-O-B. All right, before... And, Joe, back over to you. All right, well, we saw... After rupturing his Achilles, uh, he signed a three-year contract with the 49ers that was worth up to uh, $39 million, I believe. However, only $3 million of it was guaranteed. And it was, in reality, just the one-year deal uh, worth possibly $7 million. Uh, since he was coming off a ruptured Achilles, many thought he was taking a gamble by not trying to get as much money as possible. Instead, Sherman negotiated his own contract. He, you know, said, look, give me his little guaranteed money, but we're going to backload this thing with incentives uh, that would reward him for great play and escalate his base salary for the next season. Last week, Richard Sherman was named second team All-Pro after a season in which he allowed only one coverage touchdown and a 46.8 rating when he was targeted. That selection triggered a $2 million bonus, meaning he hit all of his contract incentives this season and earned an extra $4 million. Naturally, Richard has to let us all know that he was right and they were wrong. And we're hearing a shit ton of, oh, just be humble, or oh, what about the team? I, for one, love Richard Sherman. All the people bitching about him bragging about how he, he was right should be happy. He was a guy who took less money and wanted to earn every dime that he got. Isn't that what we want from our athletes? Also, in terms of being humble, I am firmly on team, fuck being humble. Get out there and get your shine on, baby. Don't let these people who are comfortable with their own mediocrity stop your shine. As long as you're not putting anybody else down, shine on. As a great man once said, sometimes if you don't toot your own horn, then there will be no music. Well, toot toot, bitches. All right. Well, I think I have gone on long enough. I just want to take a moment to thank you all for listening. We are a small nation here, but we here at Five Listening Nation are strong. So stick with your boy. I promise to keep bringing you this heat in an audio format, not to mention some of the written word as well, over at the thechocolatepumaslayer.blogspot.com. A lot of rants that usually come from me being too angry to verbalize it, so I put it on the page for you. Also, any questions, requests, offers of Space Jam 11s should be sent to the show's email address over at thepumapod at gmail.com. Now, if you will excuse me, I shall continue prepping for a wild statistical deep dive that only three of you would possibly enjoy. Until next time, y'all be easy. Peace.